You are about to listen to a broadcast from the Greater Harvest Church in Ellenwood, Georgia. In this episode, Dr. Ed Montgomery Sr. delivers a message entitled, Faith Shall Sustain You. Stay tuned. about the Lord today, amen, you just need to raise your hand and give him a hand wave, amen, let him know that you're praising him today, according to his word, he says, enter into my gates with thanksgiving, and into my courts with praise, you know, when you praise God, you start to disturb things, yeah, you start to disrupt things, things that are trying to come against you, when you begin to praise your way through, the Lord says, you will get a breakthrough, I thank God for that God today, amen. That word is for somebody on today. We praise God for it. Our message today is going to be on faith. We've been speaking about faith for a while now. And I glorify God because I know that the Lord always sends a word in season. In season. In other words, a timely word. A word that makes sure that it hits the mark that God sets for it. He sends it at the right time, at the right place, at the right season, so that it can have its full effect in our lives. And I praise God for it today. Our scripture is going to be taken from the book of Matthew, the 14th chapter, and I'm going to be reading from the 22nd verse. Matthew, the 14th chapter, and the 22nd verse. It's a familiar scripture for some, and for others it may not be, but it's a, a scripture about faith. You know, I'm thanking God because when I, when I read the scripture and got the background on it, it talked about how Jesus, he had just gotten finished actually uh, hearing the word of John the Baptist's execution. John had been speaking and he had been preaching, but they imprisoned him and he was in Herod's camp or Herod's palace in the dungeon. He was locked up. Yes, he was on lockdown. They, they imprisoned him. And because of the maliciousness of Herod's wife, with Herodes, she, was, she married a man, uh, her brother-in-law. Yes, she married her brother-in-law. And the issue with it, John spoke out against it. He says, this is not right. He let them know that this was not right. Philip was the brother-in-law, and he married Philip's wife, Herodias. And unfortunately, she took an attitude about it. Instead of them saying, well, let's make this right, let's get this corrected. Instead, she went about to kill him. She says, I don't like him, I don't like what he's saying. And she moved on her daughter's, her daughter's heart to say, if you, if, if you go before the king on his birthday, and when it's time to dance before him, you do a good dance, but make sure that you let him know when he asks you, what is it that you want? In exchange for this beautiful dance, tell him you want the head of John the Baptist. Lord have mercy. That was that was very, very deceitful, and that was very, very despicable, but yet still, that's what they plotted to do. So Jesus had heard about that, and John, in fact, was beheaded, and Jesus heard about it, and Jesus realized things are starting to happen. Yes. Things are starting to come into play. All before that, he knew it wasn't necessarily his season. It wasn't his time to be manifested. It wasn't his time to be going before to deliver this world from their sin. But he started seeing things starting to happen. He saw the season starting to change. 
It says that he went out and he began to preach. And as he did, there were a multitude of people that followed him. Many, many people, thousands of people followed him. And one day he actually was in a field and they came and they followed him in a deserted place or a desert place, the Bible says. And they were hungry. But Jesus didn't want to send them away hungry, so he fed them over 5,000 people. It says men, 5,000 men, and that didn't even include the women and children. So over 5,000 people were fed listening to the word of God. And it's interesting because when they were listening to the word of God, Jesus had compassion on them. He says that I don't want to send them away hungry, so I have compassion on them. Therefore, he asked them what did they have. And they took the bread and the fish that they had, and Jesus blessed it, and the Lord multiplied it. He saw these things happening at this time and during this season. See, the thing about Jesus is he was able to discern what season it was. He knew exactly what time it was. He knew that his time was drawing near. He also knew that him and John the Baptist were very, very close. So he knew that when John would be taken out of the way, it would not be very long before he would be crucified also. He knew the season. So Jesus, he went and he, as he filled in the people's stomachs with the food, he, he, he sent them away and he told his disciples to go on the other side. Go across the lake or across the sea and go on to the other side and I will meet you there. They didn't know when he would be there, but they went in obedience and they got into a ship, he entered into a ship, and they began to sail onto the, the ocean or to, onto the sea. They began to sail across to the other side of the land. The interesting thing about this is he told them to get into his ship, and I'm going to be very descriptive in this message on today because some things require clarification, and it requires explanation. You see, a ship is not a small thing. A ship is not a rowboat. It's not a boat. A boat is something for maybe a few people, but a ship is something that you use to carry cargo, that you use to carry packages as well as people. You don't go on a cruise boat. You go on a cruise ship because it carries a lot of people. And along with those people, they get hungry. It has to have a lot of food and a lot of supplies and a lot of crew, a lot of people to support those that are there on the ship. So it was a ship that he told them to go into. As he told them to get into the ship, and they sailed across the, the sea, they went across the sea the, of Genesaret, and they began to, to, to get into trouble. It says that the winds and the rains and the storm began to brew, and they began to get into trouble. As they got into trouble, they, it says that it waited. They sailed all for the better part of the afternoon into the evening. And even until the night. Now the thing about this is Jesus was praying. Come on now. Hallelujah. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. he had went up into the mountains and he was praying, not just for them, but he was praying for all of the people. But he was also praying because he knew what season it was. But see, Jesus was a man filled with faith. Man. He had all kinds of faith to be able to do the miraculous, the supernatural. He had that kind of faith. So as he prayed, he began to, to pray, and as it says, in the evening time, at the night time, and he went all through the night, all through the first watch, which was from 6 o'clock the evening to 9 o'clock that night, all through the second watch from 9 o'clock that evening to 12 midnight, all through the third watch from 
12 midnight to 3 o'clock in the morning. And it says that when it came upon the fourth watch, between 3 o'clock in the morning and 6 o'clock that morning, which would be, be sunrise, during that time, Jesus came to them. Now, some people would say, now, if Jesus came to me at 3 o'clock in the morning, oh, Lord, that must be something serious. But they were in trouble, saints. They were in trouble in that ship. I'm not calling it a boat, but they were in trouble in that ship. The wind was blowing the ship back and forth and back and forth. And the waves were tossing over the edge of the ship. They thought they were going to drown. But it says at the fourth watch, between three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came and walked on the water and he came to approach them. And as they saw it, no doubt, they became fearful. And they said they thought it was a ghost. They thought it was a spirit. And they began to cry out, oh, Lord, oh, help us, help us. Because they thought it was the death angel coming to take their lives. But Jesus says, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Even in the midst of this storm, be of good cheer. He says, it is I. So be of good cheer. And as they saw, Peter cried out. Peter says, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come. In other words, Peter says, I'm not sure whether or not this is a death angel, a spirit, a, a spirit sent from God or what. But Lord, if it's you, because I know you have all kinds of power. So if it's you, bid me to come. And the Lord in his compassion told Peter, come. And as he bid him to come, Peter got out of the ship. Lord Jesus. Now see, that, that takes faith. When you're getting out of something that you consider safe and going into something that you consider unsafe. He got out of the ship and he began to walk on the water. He saw Jesus walking on the water. And as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he began to walk on the water as well. And it says that Peter got distracted. Come on now. Jesus, he got distracted. Things happen, saints, when you are exercising your faith during your season to distract you. The enemy will send all kinds of distractions to cause you to waver in your faith, to cause you to lose faith. But I'm here to tell you today, we can't afford to lose faith, saints. We can't afford to lose faith. It says that Peter, he looked and he heard and the wind being boisterous. He saw the, uh, the, the lightning and he heard the thunder and he saw the waves crashing up against the ship. And he began to doubt. He began to, to lose faith and saying, What's going on here? Oh my God, I'm sitting out here. What am I doing? No doubt he came to himself and instead of coming to the spirit, he came to himself and said, what am I doing out here? And as he did, Jesus was still standing there on the water, but he lost sight of Jesus and he began to sink and look at his situation instead of his salvation. He looked at his situation instead of his salvation. And it says that when he looked and saw that he was about to go down, he was starting to sink. He was about to drown. No doubt Peter understood this is some deep water that I'm in right now. But he says he cried out unto the Lord. Hallelujah. He cried out to him. And he said, Lord, save me. Save me. And Jesus immediately stretched forth his hand and grabbed him and took him up. Hallelujah. Now, isn't that how God does it for us? Isn't that how Jesus does it for us? When we are in situations where we know we are over our head, where we know that we are about to go down and we're about to be out for the count, when we cry out, Lord, save me, Jesus comes down and he stretches forth his hand and he reaches out and he saves us. 
sure enough, it says that he took Peter and he grabbed him and he put him and took him into the ship. And as they got into the ship, this is the interesting part, saints. As they got into the ship, it says the wind ceased. The wind just died down. All of a sudden, everything became calm. Now, I would have said, why wouldn't it have done that while they were on the sea so that Peter could have continued with his faith? But no, we know that that was the enemy trying to destroy those disciples. They knew that it was their season for them to fellowship with Jesus so that they could get his word in order to be able to preach the gospel all into Jerusalem and into other, the uttermost parts of the world. They knew that they had a purpose and the enemy was trying to destroy them. But when they got into the ship with Jesus, it says that the wind died down. Everything just became calm. And the sea became calm. That's how Jesus does when he comes into your life. He makes the confusing state very peaceful. He makes the rough places very smooth. He takes the things that were very, very bad in your life and he makes them nice and peaceful. That is the kind of relationship that we have with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it says, but he, he, he recognized something with Peter. He says, Peter, wherefore did you doubt? Why did you doubt? In other words, why did you cause yourself to lose faith? He called him, oh yeah, little faith. Why did you doubt? Saints, I'm here to tell you today that we've got to be at a point where we are clinging to the word of God. It says that, it says in the, in the this scripture, it says that straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go before him on to, unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when he, the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, and the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking unto the sea, or on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not Afraid. So you can't be you can't be afraid when you're exercising faith, sense. Fear is the opposite of faith. If you're filled with fear, then your faith is going to be so low that you're not going to be able to accomplish anything. But when your faith is high, you have a spirit of boldness. You have a confidence that comes from God. You have a, a certain assurity that you don't know where did I get this confidence from? Where did I get this strength from? You get it because of your faith in God. You know that God is able to do the work and you trust in him for that thing. It says, so therefore, and but straightway Peter said unto him, he said to him, be of good cheer, as I be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid thou me or bid me to come unto thee on the water. In other words, let me come to you as well. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. How many of you are walking on the water right now going to Jesus? How many of you are walking in the water of your circumstances? Walking on the water of your situations? Walking on the water of the things that are going on in your life to go to Jesus? I didn't say he was trying to go home. I didn't say he was trying to go somewhere else, but he was going to Jesus. 
So that meant he had a focus on where Jesus was. See, in order to get to Jesus, you got to know where Jesus is. If you don't know where Jesus is, you're going to be wandering all, all, all over the place, to the left, to the right. You don't know where he is, so therefore you're in search of Jesus, but you aren't going to him. You're trying to find him, but you haven't gone to him. But it says he was going to Jesus. And as long as he kept his focus on going to Jesus, he was walking. Hallelujah. As long as he kept his focus, he could walk. As long as he kept his focus on Jesus, it says that he was sustained. Yeah, he was sustained. He was walking on the water. But now, he says, come. And then when he said this, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And became, beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. Yeah, when, when, when he took his eyes off of it. He took his eyes off of who he was focused on. He began to get distracted and looked at these, these boisterous winds. And he began to sink. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou didst doubt? Why did you doubt? Why do we let things when we know that the Lord is in our midst, when we know that the Lord is using us, why do we let things distract us and cause us to doubt? Now this is something, this is a word for somebody today because many of you have just gotten a hold of something. Maybe the Lord did something in your life supernatural, miraculously. And you said, oh, I thank God. I know that was nobody but God. But I thank God for doing it. And therefore your faith level started to increase. And God began to do things in your life. But then something or someone comes along and says something or does something that caused you to doubt. Yeah, they're like that boisterous wind. I call them a wind. Amen? They're like a wind. They can't really hurt you, but they can influence you. They can cause you to hurt yourself. Yeah, because you begin to doubt. And as they doubt, as he doubted, he, Jesus let him know that you, 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 if you keep your faith focused on me, if you keep your, uh, just hold on to your faith, you'll be able to do the supernatural. You'll be able to do the impossible. And this word is for someone on today. Don't lose sight of your faith. Hold on to your faith. Recognize that your faith is strong in God in this season. You may be going through the most significant time of your life right now. Right now, there may be things that you've gotten through in the past. There may be things that you've dealt with in the past. But right now, you're going through the most significant time of your life. It is your season. It is your season. It may be a difficult season. Now, I'm here to tell you, you don't just get into a season that is filled with bright things or that are filled with good things by not planting and not sowing good things. You've got to sow good things in order to reap good things. You gotta sow into good ground in order to reap a harvest out of that good ground. But if it's your season, hold on to your faith. Don't lose sight of your faith, saints. Don't lose sight of your faith because you see, the enemy wants you to do that. As you get closer and closer to your season, the enemy will start to throw in more and more obstacles because he wants you to lose faith. He wants you to give up. He wants you to throw in the towel. But the Lord says, no, that's not the time to throw in the towel. The time for you to fight is when you see your season is upon you. Jesus knew that with all of the things that were happening in his life, 
all of the things that were happening around him. He knew that my, my time is soon to come. It is, and I won't be here very much longer. And there are some people that God reveals that to. I'm reminded today. I thank God, amen. I'm reminded of, of the, our, uh, the late Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. I'm thankful because he began to speak. And, you know, just prior to his assassination, he spoke about the vision that the Lord had showed him. And he said that he had a dream. And we know that it's an infamous, you know, passage of words that we have recorded for posterity. It says, I have a dream. And in his dream, he says he saw different things. He saw people coming together. He saw that, you know, people that were impoverished and minorities. He says, we as a people will get to the promised land. And that dream has been fulfilled, saints. Many of you know that it's been fulfilled. But he was at a point in a season of his life where his, his words were significant and they had to be recorded, they had to be spoken because he was nearing the end of his life. It was his season, though, to say something to inspire someone else to keep going. Yes, it was his season to encourage others. It was his season not to lose faith, but it was his season to hold on to faith. It was his season, saints, and as he did so, it says that the Lord likewise he began to speak to the people and teach the people and his disciples because he knew that it was his season. The closer he got to the time of his crucifixion, the stronger he got. Oh, yes, he did. The more, more miracles he began to perform as, it entered into, as he entered into his season. And he knew that these things were happening because it's my season. So therefore, I got to keep my faith strong. I gotta keep my faith strong. And we'll see, when it's your season, you don't have time to play with play games. No, you don't have time to play games. You don't have time to waste time. You said, no, I gotta be about my father's business. Because it's my season now. God opens doors that were closed to you before. He allows things to happen that could not happen before. Because it's your season. And when it's your season, you go before the Lord with everything you've got. You've got to go with a gusto, saints. You've got to go with power and with force because it's your season. And you've got to be able to, the one thing that you have to do is to have faith in God. Faith in believing that God will do whatsoever he has promised that he will do. You've got to believe that thing to the point where somebody says, well, I don't know. I don't think that God is going to do this. You've got to say the devil is a liar. It is going to happen because the Lord decreed that would happen. And I have faith in God's word. So I know it shall happen. This is not a time, saints, to lose faith. No, no, no. This is not a time to lose faith. If anything, it's a time to exercise your faith. To strengthen and build up your faith. Because, see, you can do the impossible with faith. Yes, you can. But you can't do anything when you are filled with doubt. When you're filled with doubt, you'll sink. You'll drown when you're filled with doubt. But when you're filled with faith, sure enough, you can walk on water, saints. I'm here to tell you today, hallelujah, somebody needs to get happy about the Lord right about now. Because when you are filled with faith, you can walk on water. The water may be symbolic in your life right now. It may The water may be a bill that you were not able to get paid. And now you see that it's taken care of. The water may be a job that you've been searching for and that you've been trying to get. And it could not, uh, you could not achieve it. But now they're calling you saying, we want to sit, bring you in for an interview. That may be the water that you're going through. 
So I'm here to tell you, exercise your faith. Because your faith is the thing that will give you the power and the force to get through it. Faith is a force. Yes, it is. Faith is a force. I'm convinced of that today. That my faith is a force. It is like a force field. My faith can move things out of the way that I thought were obstacles. My faith can sustain me when I thought I was going to fall. My faith keeps me lifted up. My faith, saints. Jesus Christ says here in this, this, this last closing scriptures. He says that when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Yeah, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. They saw for themselves what the Lord had done while Peter was standing on that water. And they were in the ship. They saw for themselves. No doubt they were peering over the edge of the ship looking. Is that Peter? Is he really walking on the water? Is that Jesus with him? How is he doing that? How is this possible? But then they saw for themselves Jesus climbing up and Peter climbing up into the ship. And when they got there, they said, Lord of a surety, you are the Son of God. We've never seen anyone do anything like this before. And Jesus just decreed to let them know that it's according to your faith, saints. It's according to your faith. If you want that kind of walk on the water kind of faith, you've got to believe in God. You've got to trust in God. And I'm here to tell you that it's not something that comes easy, but it comes with trial. It comes with error. It comes with you practicing your faith and exercising your faith. It comes because you go through things. It comes when you're in the midst of opposition. It comes when things are trying to come against you. That's when you exercise your faith. That's not the time to back down. That's not the time to give up. But that's the time that says, my faith is going to sustain me. Somebody needs to shout that out today. My faith is going to sustain me. When you let your faith sustain you, your faith in God, your faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, and you allow the Holy Spirit to walk, to walk with you, to, to, to support you, to push you, to go forward. You allow the Holy Spirit. You say, Holy Spirit, come, Lord. I know that my Holy Spirit is walking with me. I know that the Holy Spirit is teaching me. It's leading me. It's guiding me because of my faith in you, Jesus. My faith is so strong today. I thank God because it is the faith of God that he gives us to get through the things. Even today, saints, it takes your faith to get through the things that are going on in this world today. It takes faith. If you don't have faith, you'll succumb to everything. You'll just be watching things on TV and looking at this and looking at this and looking at that and saying, oh, Lord, what's going on in this world? You'll give up. You'll throw your hands up and say, well, I might as well just, you know, throw in the towel. No, 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 no. But when you exercise your faith and you say, well, Lord, I know this is a season. Mm-hmm. This is a season. And this season, I'm going to get through it because of my faith. I can't help what people say about the virus. I can't help what they say about COVID-19. I'm a living witness that God will bring you through it. Yes, he will bring you through it. Because I've seen so many people that have gotten through it. And they're saying, you know what, I thank God. Yes, he, he, I may have been wounded, I may have been afflicted, I may have caught the virus, but I thank God now my faith has caused me to get through that. My faith, saints. You've got to hold on to faith now and exercise faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We, the scripture says he was wounded 
our transgressions. Amen? He was bruised for our transgressions. And he is by his stripes. Are we healed? We are healed. You got to get your, your face wrapped around that thing and says, I'm going to lock in on it. I'm going to hold on to it and refuse to let it go. Let faith bind your hand to believe. Let faith bind your hand to the, to the righteousness of God. Let faith let you know in your mind you can do this. And, and, and move out all doubt from out of your mind. There are a lot of things that the Lord has for us in this season, saints. But we won't be able to achieve them unless we have faith. There are a lot of things. There are things that we can do, we can accomplish in this season if we exercise our faith. That's what it's going to take. You've got to exercise your faith, my brother and my sister. Yeah, you've got to exercise your faith because it is your faith that's going to do the work. It is your faith. I'm here to tell you that today. Now that's, you know, I was listening at the, those uh, scriptures and that the words and the messages that have come forth over the last few weeks. And I thank God, you know, we, we, the one message was talking about for such a time as this. In other words, the Lord has you here at this point in time, at this season in your life for such a time as this. Not to fall, but to stand. Not likewise, he told us in his, in his scriptures and in the word, he let us know that you've got to be born again. Yeah, you, you can't look at this thing naturally. No, 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 no. I'm not looking at things that are going on on the face of this world, uh, on the face of this earth, in a nat with a natural eye. I see the things that are happening naturally. Anybody can see that. That's easy to see. But you've got to be able to spiritually discern what God is doing during this season. Lord, are you moving things in my life? Are you strengthening me? Are you building up my faith so that I can accomplish things that I could not accomplish before? By faith during this season. During this season. Yes, that's a word for somebody. By faith during this season, I'm accomplishing things that I was not able to accomplish before. And not only that, but he says, he let us know that when we exercise our faith in him, we can make it sense. We can make it into his kingdom when we exercise our faith in him. Refuse to give up. Refuse to let go. But exercise your faith in our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. This message today, I pray that it has hit its mark. I really do. I pray that somebody is taking this word and saying, God, that, that word is for me. I've got to lift up my faith. I've got to stop doubting so much. I've got to stop, you know, believing any and everything. I've got to lock in, keep my focus on you, Jesus. I've got to focus. I've got to go to you. I can't be running to this person and running to that person, but I've got to run to you. And when I run to you, I run to your word. I run to the scriptures and see what you have to say about the situation. Even in your home, you've got to tell your children, let's see what God has to say about this. If they tell you, Mama, they said this, Daddy, they said that, then you got to say, well, you know what, we, we trust in God. We want to see what God has to say about it. What do you mean what God has to say? The Lord speaks to us through his word. How many of you believe that? Yeah, the Lord speaks to us through his word. He gives us his scriptures, and we find our answers through his word. He instructs, and he motivates us, and he builds up our faith through his word. If Peter could get out of that ship, and walk on the water by his faith in Jesus Christ, you can do the same thing. You certainly can. It may not be a, a, a literal body of water, but it may be a symbolic or a figurative body.
body of water that you have to get through. But don't drown. Don't even get it in your mind that you're going to drown. Put it in your mind that I'm going to get through this. In fact, if I can't swim, then I'm going to walk. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to say that. If I can't swim, then I'm going to walk. If I can't swim through the water, then I'm going to walk out the water. you got to have that kind of faith, saints. I'm here to declare to you today, you got to have that kind of water. But the point is, you've got to be able to say in your heart and in your mind, I shall survive. You need to shout that out today. I shall survive. Because my faith will sustain me. So therefore, I shall survive. I thank God for it today. Amen. I thank Him for this word. I pray that you have received it in the manner in which the Lord and the Holy Spirit is delivering it. We're just a vessel allowing the Lord to use us, speak through us. Amen. To give you the word that you need. Amen. This is a word that somebody needs on today. I've received it myself. Amen. My faith shall sustain me and I shall survive. We're going to pray for you. Amen. And if there's somebody that really and truly desire to have the Lord as their Savior, if you are unsaved and you want to give your life or dedicate your life to the Lord because you know that He is the source. He is the one that will save you, that will save you during these difficult times. He is the one that will allow you to have that salvation that you so desperately seek. We're going to pray with you. For those who want the Holy Spirit to come into their lives, I just ask that you open up your hearts, open up your mind and your arms and say, Lord, I receive you in today. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I need your Holy Ghost. I need it in order to keep me. And Father, in the name of Jesus, as we stretch forth our hands for your people, I ask you, Lord, that you'll bless them. That you will minister to them through your word. That you'll allow the words that were spoken on today, God, to just permeate their hearts and their minds. Let it seep down on the inside so that they will realize that you have given them a faith that can be unshakable. A faith that is able to move the supernatural God. To shake the heavens, Father. A faith that is able to do things that were considered impossible, God. Bless right now, Father, as we reach out and grab hold to you. Father, we cling to you. We desperately hold on to you because we're desperately holding on to our faith. It is our faith that will make the difference. It is our faith that will make the changes occur in our lives today, God. I thank you right now for that one who's been given a word that may have said, this is happening in your life, or this is a sickness, or this is a condition that you're experiencing. Let their faith be lifted up, Jesus. And let their faith say, Lord, I know you'll heal me from it. Regardless of what man may say, I know that your faith will heal me from it. For those that are going through trying times, God, I know that you'll take them through it according to their faith. Let their faith be focused on getting through it and giving you the praise, giving you the glory, and giving you the honor, Jesus. Let their faith be focused on that. That's their target today, God. They want to praise you. They want to testify about you. And they want to give you all of the glory. Lord, let their faith stay focused on it today. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray this prayer, God. And we ask that you bless our church, Father. And every single member of this congregation, bless them right now, God. From the east, from the west, from the north, from the south, wherever they may be, keep them covered under your blood, Jesus. And we speak these words of covering over them, for we know that you hear our prayers. And Father, you will not ignore the petitions that we have submitted to you. We thank you for it today. We believe it and we receive it right now, God, because we do it by faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
And amen. We open up the doors of the church to each of you, amen, who may not have a church home. We know that there are some who are also watching us virtually on Facebook Live. We thank God for you, and we extend an invitation for you to be part of this church family. If you have the P.O. box, amen, that you can write if you want to, or send in, send in a comment in the Facebook comment section. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know that the Lord and the Word is affecting your life. If that is you and you want to be part of this ministry, just say, I would like to be a member. I would like to join. Amen. And we'll send you information that will enable you to stay in contact with us. Amen. And for those that are visiting, we thank God. Amen. For you as well. We praise God because we're reaching out. We're not letting any kind of situation stop us from praising God. We will find a way. Amen. Hallelujah. We will find a way to praise God. And we will find a way to continue to worship our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I praise God for you. And we're going to bring our, our, our services, amen, at a close. And we thank you for just being part of this broadcast for those that are listening live. You have just listened to another episode of the Greater Harvest Podcast. We hope that you have had an ear for what the word has to say to you. And we pray that your life will be changed for the better as a result of that. Please join us here again very soon and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more from the harvest. See you soon. Be blessed.